Loinch. Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> Let's go to Loinch. Oh, are you sure you don't mean lunch? No, our pronunciation, our our meal pronunciation guide says Loinch. <laughs> Who are we? Who are we to question the pronunciation guide? All right, welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. This is Brian. Shusko. Hi, Brian. Hey, man. Guys, what, what are we? I've been thinking existentially about this podcast uh, lately. Bunch of lugs? What? Where were we? <laughs> All right. Eas- easily answered. All moving right. on. Yeah, what, are, what are we doing here? What is this podcast? That's, these are the things I've been thinking about over the last few days as it's, I watched. It's a place... For people to come together and share their thoughts, and then we can talk about other things. But largely, it's about, I think it's about fantasy soccer. Yeah. Up until fantasy soccer, that sounded very public radio. Yeah, uh, it oh. did. No doubt about it. Mostly the breathy tone, I think. <laughs> no, it's, it's. Listen, and we you can we... support us on our fantasy <laughs> soccer. You can, actually. Public fund drive. You can donate. You can click the donate button. <laughs> there is a donate button. All our the, website. We have volunteers on the phones. We'll take your. <laughs> we have our own one eight hundred number. Take your donations. <laughs> Listen, we love to talk soccer. Yeah, we and do. we like fantasy soccer. And um, you know, I like to think we're somewhat decent at it. Uh, we don't so. get everything right. Get what ninety percent yeah. right, fifty percent of the time. I was just saying. I think we're generous <laughs> with our own slogan. No, actually, it's not true because uh, we obviously help people with their fantasy soccer lineups. Brother Matt is crushing all of us because he listens to us better well, than we do. This is this is not what anymore. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 there's a new sheriff in town, Scott. Ah, listen, Brother Matt, you at need least, to stop listening. At least in one area. Of <laughs> don't, it. don't tell anyone to stop listening. No, we need every no, listener no, no. we can I'm get. T- I'm tired of him listening. <laughs> I'm tired of him listening and then him goading us. It's true. On Slack. It's true. Who gave yeah. him access to that? Anyway? I don't know. We might have to cut him off yeah, of that. Seriously. No, we are a fantasy soccer podcast, first and foremost, but we, we like to discuss what you should do in your next week's lineup by recapping, giving the final word to last week's matches. Yep. And I think I think I agree with you. I think we do a pretty good job at it. I think and so. on this show today. Uh, we're going to do that very same thing. We're going to go through all 10 matches from this past weekend, starting with the Friday match and ending with the Sunday matches. And uh, and I, I'm going to encourage everyone to stick around for the discussion we have on the Watford-Man United match. Sure. That one's going to be loaded with good things. Oh, We've got man, a How to Say wait. with Brian Jay. We've oh. got a limerick that I'm I'm nervous to read now that I've written it. Is that it, in that segment? The, it that is. Game? It oh, is. wow. That yeah. is a loaded. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're also going to give away not one, but two, two Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week awards to our tier two donors. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? What a crazy! He's man. looking at you with those public radio yeah, eyes. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous right now. I can't it's even. Good thing this isn't on Facebook or Periscope. All right, so should we get to the matches? Well, on to the matches. Let's do it. We'll start with that Friday match. I mean, guys, we didn't have to talk about this first. Chelsea won. Liverpool too. Yeah, Scott. Yeah. Hey, Scott. Liverpool, Brian's over here just eating Liverpool and drinking. Liverpool two one. 
being Mary. What gives? What gives? What gives is they looked good. The first half was maybe the best 45 minutes of Liverpool football I've seen in like nine years, in all seriousness. And I am counting the uh, the title challenge of a couple of years ago. In it that. looks similar to Although how I they do stomped re- on Arsenal's face in the gonna, first game. Well, yes, I was going to say there was right? a 4-0. I remember we, we scored four in, I think, the first 17 minutes a couple years ago against Arsenal. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That was maybe That was maybe up there, too. But uh, this was this was excellent. The only thing that was lacking was more goals. Sure, but it was just enough to uh, to defeat Chelsea. Those goals did come from Dejan Lovren and a, a postage stamp goal, which is how the announcer uh, that's how he how broadcasted sure. it. Which exactly was a perfect way to describe it. Right in the upper right corner of the goal, Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson with a wonder strike. It was a delight. You know, you know, it's crazy. Sometimes you you footballers are awesome because. You see all types of different balls. Oftentimes, I feel like when a keeper gets beat that far away, the ball has no rotation on it. It's kind of knuckling Crazy and kind of and kind of goes and kind of bends in in weird ways. But Henderson's literally he just kind of he it doesn't knuckle. He puts some 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 side spin yep, curve on up it a little and then comes under. up yep. and look literally looks like it's about to go over the goal yep. and dips That's right exactly right over Cartois' hand yet under the bar. You it was a great place it nope. any further into the corner than he nope. did. And yes. it had to be at that angle, otherwise it would have gotten blocked. It's, it was fantastic. It was an excellent goal. It was a letter straight to all Chelsea fans. Dear Chelsea, eat this. <laughs> Love Hendo. Hendo. Nice. Well, uh Chelsea fans they did have a little bit of reason to celebrate. Diego Costa did get one back. Uh it looked like it might be another late Chelsea comeback, but the Liverpool defense held on. They did, and what does Liverpool have to do, Scott, to put two halves together? Because they'll really demolish people. I, okay, true. Like, how do, how, how, it feels like the switch turns off at half. There's a positive feels, way to look at this, right? though. There's I mean, a, you're not wrong. Okay. You're not wrong, and that has existed since the Brendan, Brendan Rodgers era. It was much more stark under Rodgers, but it, it, it's been around since then. Uh, there's break, a positive. Why are you bringing him back up? Huh? The Broj. Uh, I don't know. I, he's He's... He's always gonna. He's like that that old ex girlfriend that I don't actually have. Sure, but but other people have mm-hmm. who like you, you don't you don't feel the same way about her as you used to. But she's always gonna be a part of your life. You know what I mean? That's Brendan Rodgers for Liverpool fans. The Brodge. Yeah, the Brodge, <laughs> Brian. We've talked about him before. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Back to our regular scheduled sure. podcast. What was I even saying? Oh, the defense. The po- there's a positive yes. way of looking at this. They defended. Better than you're they usually a, you're do. Taking a bath and math in again. Half. Bath and math. Uh, the math is starting to look really good. Oh, you like ten the math points now. through five matches. They have played at Chelsea, at Tottenham, at Arsenal, uh, and, and gotten then, seven points from those games. Yep, very impressive. Uh, Th- those are yeah. Brian. Those are points in your pocket that no one can take out. Who'd they lose to? Burnley. I know. How'd that game happen? But they they packed the box. They packed so many guys in the box. And uh, and happened to counter really well. I think remember was it two shots on target, two goals, right, in that match. So that's that's how you beat Liverpool. If anyone comes out with any kind of attacking interest at all, Liverpool have a chance because then they can counter on on their own. What what I want to hear your guys' opinions. Well, first of all, were we done with Liverpool for just a second because we can keep going? But I wanted your opinions on Chelsea because I feel like mine should never really be given because I rarely ever have anything good to say. The only thing about Liverpool is that a lot of fantasy lineups were gutted right away on Friday when 
it was announced that Roberto Firmino yep. had a yeah it was <laughs> it hurt Ryan that hurt us uh, and and that's obviously that was a, a big deal it seems like he'll be back uh, probably as early maybe as today for the EFL Cup he wouldn't he's play back the, in training he wouldn't, he wouldn't play he might sub him he might sub him in yeah but he'll probably start again next weekend uh, so that was the only other news there the goals for Liverpool obviously came from guys that are probably not in most lineups just where you'd expect. Lovren and Henderson. Sure, you started loving Brian, right? I knew as soon as he was, it was his first game back after he missed one. Yeah, of course you want to throw still, him right back in there as fast <laughs> as possible. Still sporting the black eye, although it was opened up a little bit. Yeah, you could sure. see out of it. But but we can transition out of Chelsea, like you were asking for, Dave. Diego Costa obviously is the one guy who's pouring in the goals still. Uh, everyone's favorite villain is a very strong fantasy play. Chelsea's yep. only their second loss in their last nine matches versus Liverpool. Also, pretty amazing for anyone, uh, a good stat. This is the good Chelsea stat I mentioned to you guys last night. Anyone can... Wait, am I redoing this right this second? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Wait, wait, now that we're in these it. mics on? <laughs> now that yeah. we're in this. I mean, sure, go ahead. Break a leg. <laughs> this is the broad. <laughs> no, Going not. into this match, if you're considering buying or you currently own a Chelsea defender. Oh boy. Now hear this. Going into this match, they had only allowed seven shots on target so far in the season. Fewest in the Premier League. Sure, that's a, it was great. You got to feel good about that, right? But they'd conceded four goals yeah. on those seven shots. Yeah. Liverpool, five shots on target, two goals, two goals. on those five shots on target. BBC pointed out that, that Chelsea's defense seemed to be missing John Terry, which is amazing after all these years that they would still be missing John Terry. Obviously, they bought David Luiz. He was in there and made his first start. He did okay. He did okay. Uh, he um, you know, would probably have benefited, you know, as always, with more time, but but he was thrown right in there and, and did all right against Liverpool. Uh, Gary Cahill as well. It, it's we. I said at the beginning of the year that all of Chelsea's value is going to be up front. The defense is weak. They didn't really shore it up too much. I mean, David Luiz was the best that they could do in bringing in central defense during the transfer window. So I, my, my opinion's the same, Dave. Yeah, I was wrong. I thought Chelsea's defense would be better. I was wrong. It looked like that in the first couple games. But it was disguised by the lack of quality in their it, opponents. It was. And now you, that they're... You were doubting it, and uh, and I was wrong. You were right. Kudos to you. I appreciate that. It's very nice. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something where the value sell front, that's Diego Costa. I'm disappointed that Bat Shuai isn't playing more, that he wasn't part of the triple substitution with seven that, minutes to go. That was surprising. I'm not sure why. I mean, because surely I'd, you feel Victor Moses is a better right. play Somehow, than Bat Shuai. And that's, I'm glad you brought up Victor Moses. Somehow he moved ahead in the pecking order off the bench. Which, okay, fine. I mean, that makes Victor Moses a potential flyer if you want to take a big gamble on someone who's going to come in late and maybe score a goal. Bashuai, he's done that a couple of times already this year in, in various competitions. Yeah. But if he's not getting in at all, obviously that does us no good. So Chelsea rode the backs of late goals in its first four, three or four games to either get a win or draw. And this one too. And, and this one too. But they didn't get well. They didn't get. They didn't get it. The I'm talking about need, scoring yeah. nine minutes or under. Sure. And it was Costa doing the scoring nine minutes or under left in the game with a yellow card when he already should have gotten a second yellow. Those games. I've been saying Chelsea's luck's going to run out. So now 
they always seem to beat Arsenal, but they play Arsenal this weekend. Yeah, they, maybe they I would do. obviously love to see Arsenal just stomp on their faces. Isn't it funny how one match, I feel like that one match is so pivotal for Chelsea because either it's going to be the turnaround like normal, they're sure. going to do what they normally do to Arsenal, yeah. or if they actually lose to Arsenal, sure. that could be a major sign that Chelsea's in trouble. So Chelsea, I don't think Chelsea and or Arsenal, either one, have played great games yet. By Arsenal, the way, given the drama I just put into that, it's sure. bound to be a nil-nil draw now. Of course. Yeah. Of course. That's how, that's how it always is. Chelsea's upcoming schedule at Arsenal, at Hull, Leicester, United. So three of the next four games, they're playing Tricky. a top-table team. Yeah. And uh, we'll find out. Wait, Hull or Leicester? Which one are you calling <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> well, Technically Leicester. At the moment, that's actually they're my they're like tenth. I think they're tenth. But like Leicester looked now. Granted, they played Burnley this past weekend. We'll get to it. But Leicester looked okay this weekend. They did what they're supposed to do. Yeah, sure. Against a team like Burnley, they Leicester's eleventh. Except- <laughs> Leicester's eleventh. Hall slipped to twelfth. Uh, on that Costa goal, that is uh, now nine matches in a row for Liverpool conceding. Yeah. Which is a streak no, they have yeah. not had since no. 2005. Yeah, what? the lack of clean sheets, it keeps, it, it, it should discourage anyone from uh, playing a defender. Even someone, you know, seemingly solid who's in there every week, like Nathaniel Klein. Well, yeah. So let's move on quickly. Liverpool hasn't had a problem scoring goals this year. Nope. The, the, here, but here's the problem you never know who's scoring. I know. All the guys we've normally been talking about, Coutinho, Lalana, Firmino, Mane, they didn't score this weekend. Or Sturridge. At least you got or an assist from. Speaking team. of Sturridge, by the way, hey Scott. Yeah, what gives? What Daniel Sturridge? <laughs> what gives? What gives? I don't know, guys. He Sturridge went subbed off. Yeah. Brian and I are watching it. We said we we thought right that uh, well I think we were all watching it, but we were like injury. Did, did he pick up an injury? Like no one. The announcers thought he came right off the field. Yeah. Yep. Right off the field, right down into he the locker room. He high-fived the bench and went straight to the locker room. Did not high-five Klopp, did he? I didn't. I don't know. No, I he did not. I didn't see it. Turns out. Yeah, there's still animosity. There. Turns out something's going on. Klopp, think, there was no injury there. He just wanted to get off the it field. Could, it could be that Klopp was still saying boom because of the <laughs> Henderson goal. There was a clear lack of explosiveness in Sturridge's yeah. play. There were a couple of balls where... He thought he could have hustled for him, and he didn't. And uh, and and Klopp clearly saw that sure. too. Subbed him off for Origi, and uh, I don't know. Either Sturridge wasn't happy already, or he wasn't happy at being substituted. Yeah, yeah but Origi is never gonna start, right? Or will he? And what about Danny? Ings? Well, it depends on Firmino. If Firmino, yeah. if Firmino sits a week, then I can see Origi starting and or Ings. And yeah, you're right. No, Ings, Ings is so <clears throat> far down. Like he's going to get some playing time, but it's not going to be it's any significant Premier League time. Yeah, uh, Origi maybe, but at this point, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give him a striker position in your fantasy lineup. It's 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 too shaky right now. Play the midfielders for Liverpool. Play, yeah. play Mane, Firmino, Coutinho, Lallana, any of those guys. Take a chance that this is the week they're going to score their goals. Lallana, best value there at 7.1. Nice. A lot. Uh, and by the way, I'm probably selling my soul to the devil this week. And no, probably, you are not. I'm probably going to own Costa by the end of the week. I'm just saying. Even with their, their next four matches that you listed. Yeah, because he's evil. Dang. He's evil and he scores. He is evil. 
Is there a, like Costa's old, last four matches? Five, there, five, twelve, six. Is there like an old timey uh, movie shriek that you can put in I, there? If I could, I like would. A, a damsel and maybe sh- I will. shrieking sure. at like a, a, a giant spider or something. Sure. Like that. In fact, every time we're going to mention Diego's Co- Diego Costa's name, now there's going to be like a dramatic sound, like a Frankenstein. Yeah, thing. yeah. Exactly. Uh, and the. The Eden Hazard, uh, the demise bandwagon has has lost its. Two, it lost a both lot of, of its wheels. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it lost Falling a lot off. of people. Z- zero attempts will do that to you. Yeah, Brian, did you have the stat on his droppage in ownership already? It's it's down a good bit. He's one of the most transferred out. Yeah, but wow. I don't I don't have <clears throat> the exact number. Hall, one, Arsenal. Four. Come on, you Gunners. All right, so Hall's goal coming from Robert Snodgrass on a penalty kick. Yeah. Continuing his run of goals here early in the season. Sure. Oh, and then those four Arsenal goals. Alexis with two, Walcott with one, and Jaga with one. Hey, Although, talk Jaga, about a wonder strike. That was Jaga's a wonder strike. Goal. Yes. Holy cow. Yeah. But honestly, all the talk for Alexis, it's not about the two that he put you know, in. You know, Conklin was... Got the assist for the Jaka goal. Oh, did he? I thought, well, no, I he was behind was... him telling him to shoot. shoot. I thought El Neni got I think El Neni, German, I thought he... El Neni got the assist. Conklin's French, but in his interview after the game, someone asked him about it. He said, yes, I was I was behind Jaka telling him in German to shoot. That's shoot. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. But the talk for Alexis, it's not the two he put in. It's the one he missed. Penalty kick. What's he doing? What gives, Dave? Hey. What yeah. gives? Lexus That's not Sanchez. his to take. It's not. That's Santis. We talked about this last week. That, he puts the PKs in. Listen, I heard uh, someone on, uh, to give them credit, ESPN's FC uh, TV show. And I, forgive me, I don't remember who it was, but they said... The boot room. There's two problems with this. It was Shaka Hislop. No, no, it wasn't Shaka. I don't nah. know. He just wanted to say that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, but the, he, he said there, there's two problems with this. Number one, um, and he, he nails it. Sanchez, who knows he's not supposed to be taking him, is stepping up to do it. And then Santi, who is supposed to be doing it, let him. He's backing away, right. And this goes to, this speaks to the problem that Arsenal has had for a little while is the fact that there's not a captain that, like, rules that locker room. Who was wearing the armband in that match? Do you remember? Probably Koscielny. See, the very fact that I don't even... Like no one jumps it to was, mind. I believe it was Koscielny. Is a problem, right? I mean, I, when you think Chelsea captain, you think John Terry. When he's out there, John Terry. Sure. You know, for Liverpool, I know that it's Jordan Henderson, but but I think that's pretty well known. Uh, you know, when you think Arsenal, you don't think about who their captain is, who the leader is. You think about just good players. Yeah, yeah. And in this situation, that was an issue. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wonder. I, I don't know how that's going to – you know you, you know what I'm glad about, though? He missed it. That's what you get, Sanchez, <laughs> for being greedy, stepping up, and missing it. You still got your goals. It couldn't possibly have hurt his total score for the week. A little bit, it had to. I mean, he, a, he a missed tiny bit. Loose points for missing yeah. he had PK. ten. Oh, was he that a minus ten, four? He had ten fantasy points, so I think he probably would have had a, a 14. But that's still, I mean, you still get... I mean, that's good. Still good points. Sure. But yeah. what might have been. Yeah. Sure. You know what he did? He, he said, Santi... Who's got the better abs, you or me? And Santi said, you do, Alexis. And so Alexis took the PK. Well, you know what? I bet he doesn't take another one. No, he won't this year. I bet he won't take another one. No, listen, the Arsenal wins 4-1, to one, but they didn't play great. 
<laughs> well, they did what they're supposed to do, which is beat newly promoted sides under Arsene Wenger. Yes. Did they do a good job with that, Brian? They are 22 wins, four draws, zero losses now. A newly promoted okay. gloves. Newly promoted club. But that's what you're supposed to do on some level, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also their first three-game win streak. Sure. Since last December. Hey, mm. ride ride the mm. wave. We took the first uh, loss to Liverpool uh, with a lump. We didn't exactly have our uh, starting lineup in there. But uh, a loss is a loss, and you, you got to take it. You know who's lucky not to get a second yellow? Who? Santi. Yeah. Santi yeah, is Only because Santee he's, was, like, so funny and everyone so loves him, did he not get that second yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everyone, everyone loves Santi. Santi's in shape, but he's got this roundness to him. Totally, he totally has like the 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 older dad yeah. upper body, which like, completely adds to his sense of humor. Yeah, no, he listen. He's he's like the most likable guy. Whoops! Did I bump you, referee? <laughs> <laughs> what a klutz! Listen, I got a stat for you guys that oh. it will blow your mind. Oh, oh, really? Okay, all right. You ready for this? Ready Brian? for this, Brian? Brian Blunt. What team? What team? Wait, I'm the... not ready for this. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> let me let you finish that bite of cinnamon roll. Scott. Yes. What team uh-huh. in the Premier League okay. has three players in their midfield ranked in the top ten of all Premier League scores? Hull City. Wrong. Oh, I had a 50-50 chance. Is it yeah. really Arsenal? Arsenal. Hmm. Theo Walcott, top 10. more players okay, who are than they? any other team ranked in the top 10 in the midfield. Okay, who Theo are they? Theo Walcott. Alexis. Yep. Not Walcott. Is Walcott. it Walcott? Really? Yep. Walcott has scored 28 points, Cazorla 30, mm-hmm. Sanchez 32. Their respective ranks are 6, no, forgive me, 5, 7, and 8. I'm surprised. Theo Walcott, very surprisingly, this this shocked me when I saw that. Yes. It shocked me. Well, yes. now seven point five, at seven point five, is ranked in the top ten in his position. Well, a goal and an assist this week will will bump you up there. There's no doubt. I mean, he was already okay prior to this, but right. then a he really had a he had week. thirteen he had points week. this week. He did. He had thirteen mm-hmm. points this week. So, uh, I mean, okay. Alexis, we know is good. He's the name. He's the name brand there. Although. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for those two goals this week, you know, he would obviously be a little bit sure. diminished. Sure. Well, well if he so. would have missed the PK, <laughs> yeah. he would have a lot more. And if he wouldn't have stolen Iwobi's goal, redirected Iwobi's shot. That's that's a good call, Brian. He did, he did, steal, he did steal that goal. Iwobi's shot was... Iwobi played great this game, yes, by he did. the way. More real-life good, yeah. not fantasy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two uh, assists, but that's <clears> what I mean. Sanchez's goal was off of Wobie. It was yeah. it should have been scored to yeah. because it touched Sanchez's foot. All right, Dave. Here's my question then for you. You know, yeah, I gotta. Sure. I, I have to ask the hard hitting questions. Oh yeah. All right. So you just gave me three names from Arsenal's midfield in the top ten in that position in yeah. fantasy. Which of those three are you going to own? I would you own all three? No, that's a lot. In one no, team, no, no. But... I would own Santi probably. And or Walcott because of the value. Wow. You think he'll sustain this pace? Maybe. Wow. Arsenal's upcoming schedule. Yeah, um, we talked about that. Arsenal's upcoming schedule. They're playing Chelsea this weekend mm-hmm. at Burnley, Swansea, Middlesbrough. That's pretty pretty good run. So, yeah, you're, you're looking at that. Walcott's been playing every game. I was going to say, is he going to play? 
Walcott has been playing every game, Alex, starting on the right wing. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain seems to be the odd man out. Yeah, but he know. plays. He usually plays in the left. Yeah. And so Awobi has been playing there, and Chamberlain yeah. have been rotating in and out because Sanchez has been playing in the striker position. So uh, I've been shocked that Giroux hasn't come back into the lineup yet, but for one reason or another, it hasn't happened. Maybe next week, they say? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he played for France two weeks ago. <laughs> what I'm not sure what exactly the hiccup is. He's not hurt. So uh, I don't know. It's it's very interesting. Honestly, Sanchez is probably a really good own because he he plays every game. I think Wenger's scared of him on some level because he never he's never almost never subbed out. Mm. And um, so I don't know you know what exactly the deal is, but he's either been playing in striker position or on the wing position. And he's been playing well. Sanchez has been Sanchez good. probably is going to have more too of the uh, more than like we talked about last week with with KDB, where the ownership was a little down because of the price. Yeah, Sanchez is even more expensive, and so despite being where he is already in the season, he's only owned by four, just under fourteen percent of teams. He's eleven. He's bill- eleven, 11 billion. billion dollar. Wow. Dollars. dollars, yeah, sure. Yeah. Dollars, dollars. Yes, those are Dubai dollars. <laughs> that's, Dubai, we're yeah, doing sure. that. Is that's our new that's our new our currency. currency. Our, our <laughs> currency, the currency of the pod. Yeah, Dubollars. Dubollars. Alexis Sanchez is not going to get <laughs> all, like all of a sudden. It, that's not going to skyrocket. You're going to have to make two moves at least to get him. Probably. Even if where I think it's a little different this week. Like I said, I I felt like it was a pretty easy call to say the Browna and, and Hazard, and Hazard right. are gonna the the percentages are basically gonna flip flop with those two guys because yeah. they're within two tenths of a dollar. Sure, and so now <laughs> it's it's happening. That that, was, that actually a, is happening. The baller is it a the baller As, or a dollar? dollar. Sure. Okay. No, but that's happened in the last forty-eight hours. That was one of right. the, that was one of the first things. The most tra- one of the most transferred in players is is DeBrano. One of the most transferred out yeah. is Hazard, and I think it makes sense. That's exactly the the prices are right there. Sanchez, it's not going to happen so easily. No, no, I agree. His price at eleven billion dollars. So if you can, if you already have him, congrats. If you if you don't, then right. I'm not sure how exactly you're going to free you're up that much money. You're going to have to shuffle money. some things around. I'm sure. Hey. I'm sure that involves getting. Somebody that we'll talk about later in your Hey, Scott, run. Snodgrass yeah, got, another, got goal. another goal. Hey, yeah, why did it take so long for the official to call the penalty? Weird. Yeah, it seemed as if the uh, uh, the uh one of the um, linesmen made the call, or maybe the fourth official. I think the uh, – I can't remember who the referee was in this match, but I think he – was going to walk away from it and say that it was a, a fair play, and one of his other officials got in his ear and said, "No, you need to, you need to." No, that that was the right that. call. I, I felt like that was the penalty, and so he went back to it. It was really weird in that moment. All of a sudden, everyone was confused at first about what <laughs> what happened, and uh, but but if Dave says it's a good play against Arsenal, then oh, I didn't so be it. see anything, and as I turn around, what that man is laying down over there. <laughs> He must be. It must have been a foul. I wonder if I made the right decision here. Snodgrass was almost almost Yoda esque. One point behind. A- <laughs> one point behind Sanchez. 
So that, so that's surprising. Snodgrass. So Snodgrass, yeah. one point behind Sanchez. Except not. I mean, he's he, we talk about him every week. But at 5.7. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's my that's, point. Yeah, absolutely. Snodgrass at 5.7. Leroy Fur, the 10th highest scoring midfielder at 5.3 bedillion dollars. Bedillion. I'm just saying. Man City, 4. Bournemouth, nil. The goals for City coming from our boy KDB, Ian Nacho, Raheem Sterling, and Ilkai Gundogan. So, Scott, I think I've solved the Kevin De Bruyne, De Bruyne saga that's been going on between me and no. Arlo White and Lee Dixon and everything. All right, please tell. I'm going to suggest right now yes. that He's... we all just start calling him KDB. Oh, yeah. You, you say that like, like Arlo and Lee are, are, are at breakfast as we speak, they are saying uh, more like lunch. They're probably having lunch. Hey, you know, well, I mean, who who knows what they call? Listen, they there. they know, I have them <laughs> on the Twitter quick dial, Brian, and I'll let them know. Look, I'm I'm willing to Truce. brush it all under the rug. Maybe they're having Greek it. fast or lunch. <laughs> lunch. Yeah, they're not going to call it by what everyone else calls it. Suddenly turned into Norwegian <laughs> Premier League. Football. I'm just fast. I'm just following their. Their pronunciation guide and how they oh, might pronounce sure. things. Oh, differently. Brian's getting sassy now. Well done, Brian. Ah. Where have you been in my championing of of the Hello, words? Lee. It's I- Arlo. <laughs> We're for lunch today. <laughs> Dave, I think you need to start with a white flag emoji. KDB. White flag emoji. KDB. KDB. That's Let's what... just go with KDB. Done. Loinch. <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne. Let's go to Loinch. Are you sure you don't mean lunch? No, our pronunciation, our our meal pronunciation guide says loinch. <laughs> Who are we? Who are we to question the pronunciation guide? Sure. Everyone else from where lunch comes from says lunch. Manchester City, four, Bournemouth nil. Speaking of a team who's KDB. playing perfect football. K- KDB. Ianacho, Sterling, Gundogan. I said all that. Yeah. <laughs> we just had to say it again. I I, I, mean, I got thrown a, off of, on Loinch. Loinch. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, I I'm not a. I, they're playing great, and any of those guys are. They're putting honestly goals. though. They felt the same way at the start of last season. I remember thinking, this it, paying attention really closely for probably the first time in my life. If I can go back into my ignorance for a moment, sure. which I'm there anyway most of the time. <laughs> I just remember thinking, this is a really exciting team to watch. Mm. Everything about this is really, it's, it's, it's lots of goals, free-flowing, pretty fast team compared to almost everyone else. And then off the cliff whenever a company got hurt. And then KDB gets hurt. And then... They just dropped so far and off. Aguero, Aguero always, well, he always does that. I mean, Breaks down occasionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, and and I will say that that's interesting that you make that point, Brian, because obviously they are starting the season without company. They have uh, endured uh, most of the ban, uh, the match three match ban that Aguero is 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 um, serving, and they're still doing it. But the que- the real question is going to be, what if KDB goes down, right? That that's the one name left that that's you mentioned. That's a good point. Yeah is they, he is he the linchpin in the city? They can lose Silva, obviously, 
which yeah. is no great loss to them. We saw the stat. There was a stat that came up during the game. No Aguero is no issue for them. Yep. No. They still average almost yep. the exact same number of goals. With or without him. W- whether they have Aguero in there or not, as long as in- Iannaccio keeps scoring at his conversion rate, yeah, that's crazy. it's a Kapu-like yeah. conversion rate. Sure. And I just feel like as long as they have as long as they have those those main guys out there, the peripheral people kind of it just seems like they don't matter. They yeah. can they've conceded in all every match but this one on the season. So you right. don't you don't love that, which is weird and also weird for their defense. Well, but. it's sort of Liverpoolish in a way. Like they just figure they'll just outscore you. But what are they, what's their? I think it's they they have fifteen goals. Scored. What's their goals against? I can't remember. I'm not sure. It's like um, 15 and 6 or something. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, no, it's 15, 15 goals for, 4, four against. against. Yeah. Which only... But it's uh, just. But it's been like one a game. It's yeah, not like... Only Everton and Tottenham have a better... Have goals, a better goals against. Uh, goals against. Sterling, Iannaccio, and Aguero, Kevin, KDB. Again. Truce flag, KDB, um, all ownable. Ianacho hasn't been starting, but in his last four games, 4-0-10-10. Yeah, I played him in our draft league. Yeah. This past week. Like, he, he's in the top 10 of strikers. It'd be a no-brainer. It's, it's a little I, bit... I, why can't they get both of them in the lineup? I don't know. Why can't United somehow get Marcus Rashford more into the lineup? Well, they, they tried. It didn't seem to work as much. Sure it did. <laughs> Rashford scored. Well, he did. He okay. Fair enough. You're right. He That's did. what I mean. Uh, they're but they're not going to. It's a little different with Rashford, where right Rashford can come in. There's there's players he can immediately sub for. Where Ian Acho, what are you going to do? The system the system is working though. That's the thing. And why not play Ian Acho instead of like N- Nolito or Navas? I mean, they have a wing position. It might not be his normal position. Well, you say that Nolito with the red card late, so yeah, he'll be facing I mean, a may, maybe that gives him a chance to start this week. Yeah, there mm. you go, Brian. You might get your wish. Well, I've, look, I said I felt like that was something I wanted to see anyway before the season started. Any the numbers don't make any sense for him. Where's Manchester City going to have a hiccup? They're at Swansea, at Spurs, Everton, Southampton. Those last three, what well, I think could Southampton doesn't worry me uh, with them. Southampton's going to have to They're do not going to go undefeated, we don't think, right? <laughs> Throughout the season, no. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I, honestly, honestly, that City-Everton match right now is looking like a... I mean, you put that's, that that's one... That's for top of the table, Scott. You put that one in March, and maybe we're not saying the same thing in March, but for a September into October match, that one looks juicy. Yeah. Really juicy. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Spurs, that's that's a sexy matchup, too. Just name, name value there. I think, you know, Spurs... They're third in the table, so they're about to play the Spurs third. Spurs without Harry Kane, Brian, does that have any teeth? Yeah, because Jansen is he's, so. he's fine. He's yeah. fine. Jansen's fine. Okay. They're they're good. Uh, so they're they're going to play the third place and the second place teams in the table coming up. That's yeah. We'll we'll find out. We'll find out quick. But but even despite that, player city players like there's no one they if you're playing matchups with it like you tend to do sometimes with some guys, it doesn't matter who city's playing. Player city players, right? Right Always. now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those four. I'm not playing anyone but those four. Sure. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
Leicester turning things around. They put in three. Burnley, nil. Islam Slamani with the brace, and then Ben Me with the own goal. Ryan, there's there's two teams that if you're slumping and you need a good pick-me-up, they're really good to play. One of them is Burnley, and the other one is is uh, Sheffield Wednesday, surprisingly. Sure, but they're not in the in the league. Oh, I wasn't thinking oh. them. Stoke. Oh, yes, Stoke. <laughs> well, I might, you might have to throw Swans in there, too. Oh, man. Lester. But I get I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Lester getting goals. Scott, you probably already said it. Slomani the brace. Two headers. And uh, he, listen, for a debut start. It was excellent. That's that's one way to jump in. Yeah, it was excellent. You know, it's interesting. How excellent? What, are you going to own him? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Ooh. Maybe. I mean, he's not going to come out of the lineup now. This worked. This worked well. So for the next few matches, at least, this is going to be uh, this is going to be what he they gives do. Gives you a way different player. I f- it felt like on some levels, Slomani slid into Vardy's position, and Vardy kind of played the Okazaki. Exactly, role. isn't that funny? Because we were saying, who like is he just going to replace Okazaki? He kind of did, and then we realized no, like Slomani was the. And, and uh, I'm not saying that it, as in Vardy got a demotion. No, it just no. had different mm-hmm. types of roles. It seemed like when well, normally Vardy was hanging out on the back post, um, or kind of behind the action, and Okazaki was making runs. Yep. Like the roles seemed to switch. Yep. In fact, Vardy got that one weird back heel flick up into the air to get the assist mm-hmm. to to Slomani on his second goal on the header. Um, but he looked strong, man. He looked and, real strong. And ironically, I mean, you know, the fear immediately is: Well, Slomani scored two here, and he keeps scoring goals. He's going to take from Vardy. And Mares, but but maybe not. You know, all of them might rise with with Slomani's presence. Everyone's taken from Mares. I, that that was going to be my next point. I agree. Like, I don't think anyone's taking anything from Mares because Mares hasn't had anything this yeah. this season yet. But they did link up well. Those two showed some chemistry right away in this match. I I think there's. I, I'm not. I don't own any of them. But I do think seeing what happens over the next couple of weeks with those three guys is going to be a fascinating thing to watch. No, I agree. There's nowhere for Lester to go, but down, but Ryan. up, or or <laughs> sideways. In your heart, Dave. There's no uh, Lester's go upcoming schedule. Not easy at United, Southampton, at Chelsea Palace. They'll do fine. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. I mean, hey, that uh, that that Leicester United game is going to be juicy, especially United coming off what's, three losses. What's the worst that could happen? They lose all four matches, and then they all get some kind of weird illness at the end of those four yeah. matches, and then they quit the league for the rest. Technically, of the season. that could be that's the worst. one of the worst things sure. that could happen. But what are the odds of that? Yeah, not 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 nearly much. zero. Yeah, no, that's a point point well taken. Point well taken. Is it? <laughs> Last season, yeah. lesser defenders were worth owning. Yes. Have not been this season. Not Clean true sheet. unless you have Fuchs. Unless you have Fuchs. Clean sheet this week. Fuchs with an assist this week. Mm-hmm. The highest scoring Leicester defender is Wes Morgan. But he barely makes the top 10 in defender scoring. Mm. Sure. So, yeah, it's definitely a different season this year, isn't it? It is. It's a way different season. But Leicester's starting to show a little bit of... of mm. They're showing what happens Something. when you play Burnley, right? So everyone Liverpool. shows what they are when they play Burnley, except for Liverpool. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's right. If uh, Burnley can play Liverpool every week, 
they would be they would stay promoted. This and, is, they would stay up. <laughs> this is uh, this is what happens when you play Burnley at home. Plus, yeah. they they were embarrassed in their previous match against Liverpool. They were embarrassed. Yeah, no doubt. So there was a lot. I mean, this was an easy one to bet on. Okay, uh, being a three nil or similar score. I'm I'm not taking too much from it. Slimani looked good. Again, I'm watching those three guys, Slimani, Vardy, and Mares, to see what their point totals look like over the next couple of weeks. I think they could, you know, be on a little run here and 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 make something of this chemistry that they seem to have. But I'm not going to over uh, overhype it. They played Burnley at home and won. I think Leicester might be in trouble this. I, United's not. There's no way they lose four in a row. No way. Uh, did they figure out something different than they had already figured out in the past few weeks? The the emperor and uh, Sith Lord got together. Okay. <laughs> had a powwow, Brian. And I'm sure they worked something into the game plan. Now, here's where we need to decide if we need to uh, overhype this or not. West Brom 4, West Ham 2. All right, now hold on. Before we get into anything else. All hype right. it. I want to read some, just some statistics, Scott. Okay, I'm ready. One team had 30% possession, uh-huh. two corners, eight shots on target, six – no, eight shots, six on target. Okay. The other team had 70% possession, mm-hmm. six corners, mm-hmm. 23 shots, five on target. Crazy. Which team won? The first one. <laughs> you would never think that, but the first one. <laughs> Four goals on 30% possession? Uh, yeah, but you know what the difference is. Hey, Scott, what gives? Nasser you know, Chadley. You know Nasser what, Chadley. You know what gives? It's the first time under Tony Pulis that they've scored four goals. I don't think Tony Pulis has been part of a match with four goals, goals total. That's probably true. That's not true. That's not true at all. Brian, <laughs> but, what are we to take, Brian, from your West Ham Hammers uh, going yeah, up? That's the question. They're in the relegation battle now. What's going on? I mean, obviously, there's no way they're going to get relegated. It can't be that bad. They go on the road and they lose like this. They go back home and everyone's angry and it's a terrible environment at their new London stadium. They lose like they did when they lose to Watford. This is bad right now. It's what is the problem? It's very bad. I don't. I don't know. It's so weird. I mean, of all the teams to score four goals on you, there's no defensive cohesion. West Brom pretty much in that one game got their whole first half of the season quota in four goals. Right. You're relying on James Collins. You're over-relying in your midfield on Payet. Dimitri Payet and hoping that Mikel Antonio can keep getting headed goals. Which he did. Which he did, which he did for <laughs> sure. You have no striker to speak of. So until Andy Carroll can come back for a couple more minutes until Wait, his other hand. Let me, let me interrupt you. No, I was going to say, no striker. That's what Simone Zaza was supposed to do, right? He, I mean, They just bought him for like $20 billion. Right. <laughs> and got nothing. At least yeah. not yet. No. Well, what's he going to do? Come in right away and just be really good all of a sudden? He, I mean, Slimani did. That's sort different. Is it? <laughs> It's different, right? How is that different? Because he's walking into an established... Veteran-led championship-level team. Yeah, they have championship This was the year, though. West Ham was, I think, sixth last year. The new stadium, everything was on the rise. They were going to challenge for the top four this year. Sure. They brought in, like, nine new guys, ten new guys. I saw the... There was an Instagram post. Some fan was like, thank you, West Ham, for the great summer. And they had a picture of... Of all the new signings, and it was this whole Brady Bunch looking yep. box. 
And here we are. It's weird, Nothing. man. I really like Slavin Bilic. He's a defensive coach. He was a defender himself when he played. It's really weird. I have no idea what's going on. And Early I, in the year, I we hope, said. I hope sorry. it changes quickly. No, no, go ahead. Early in the year, we said it was injuries and new faces, lots of new faces. But at this point, this feels different. I agree with you, Dave. It feels different. It feels like I feel bad about it. I feel bad about it because yep. I want West Ham to do well for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why, but they're not. Because they'd be a fun story to actually do all the things that you would hope they did. They were a fun story last year because they did way better than anyone would have guessed. Going into this season, they have this. They they go to a new stadium, which kind of is more seems more fitting for everything that they did. And then they have players that are likable. There's yeah. nothing about them, and Mark they have a, and, and a manager that's likable. You there's nothing. Well, other than, I guess Andy Carroll's a bit of a. Yeah, he's a little not, bit of a like wild card him. in there, but still. So, so, so Scott, at this you, point, you brought up Nasser Chadley. Yeah, let so, let me close the book on West Ham really okay. quick by saying Antonio's still putting in goals until he stops. He played seven point three bazillion dollars. Yeah, Mikhail Antonio last four games eleven seven thirteen seven. Yeah, I mean amazing. And Payet's that guy. He feels like Gilfy from last year's Swansea team. When if they're not playing well, he's still going to have his own decent game. And if they do turn it around, you have the feeling he's probably going to be part of the reason why they turn it around. Yeah. By so, its last two games that he's, or last three games that he's played, mm-hmm. zero, nine, and ten. And so, I mean, that's pretty he's, clear to me. He's, he's start- and the and the question of and that's the thing with Antonio compared to say other people who are doing shockingly well right now, who we can talk more about. Uh, it's not like this is out of nowhere compared to his last because last year this right. is since last year. This is eleven headers that he's scored since last season, since Dude's the start of hops. last season. His move to get Lanzini, or to get the to get the, uh, no, sorry, Lanzini. it was to get Collins yeah. a shot that that uh, that forced Ben Foster into an amazing save towards the end of the match. It could have made things even more interesting than they already were when they had put those two back in. Yeah, Antonio is good everywhere he's good all around he just happens to have that unbelievable knack for headers yeah and he's getting them a lot it's not a, it's it's not a fluke at all no no it's something you can count on at this point all right dave you wanted to talk about west well Brown. chadley is you know he was just bought in the transfer window yep. so he's played the last two games so this first game he had two points for the uh for west brom 21 points Two, yeah, two goals. 21 points in one game. Unheard <laughs> of for a West game. Brom player. No, there's, for him to get to 21 points, he had to have had two goals and two assists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably a guy that some people might have had but bought just because and benched. Brian, his cost is $6.4 but dollars. Right. Bedillion dollars. Deballers. Yes. It was the first time... Any West Brom player has had a hand in four goals in a match. There's no way that can continue. But is it I, though? I don't is know. There no way? I will be watching. And listen, I, I already got caught thinking that Kapu yeah. can't keep doing what he's doing we'll and talk he continues about him. to do that. I need to see it for one more week. Ron I, need, Don, I need to see Chadley, Chadley for but, one more week. Sure, sure. Rondon and McLean also put in goals. 
Solomon Rondon, Brian, I know you like him as a third striker. I do striker. like him as a I like him as a third striker, but I would say this match showed and this was uh at least one other fantasy place. I can't remember who said it. It might have been on like Roto Wire or something like that. We could confirm this some other time. Sure. Look, the fact is he his goal his goal was an was a great shot that he put that basically it was a turn and shoot where he put the ball in a place where there was no way for uh, who's that man, Adrian, to get who's it. Who's that man? Yes, sing it. That's exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> it was an amazing shot. And then his second, the assist to on Chadley's second goal was just a breakaway that was all his that he laid off to Chadley. It yeah. could have been a brace for yeah. Rondon and not and not a, a goal and an assist. Right. But it was him just outrunning everybody. Rondon's good. And the reason why he didn't start last week against Bournemouth was because of Bournemouth. He didn't start for them last week because of it, it was international. It was just a, a rest yeah. for international duty. Yeah. He's the starter. Mm. And he's going to get minutes. He's nine goals and two assists. No, nine and three in his 34 appearances last year. He had nine goals last year. Yeah, That's not bad. For not, a guy who not was bad for someone who's on West Brom. Right, that's yeah, exactly I mean, what I mean. Yeah. He's already... Scott, now, in your goal conversion calculator, if he's playing for anyone else, that turns into like 30 goals for the <laughs> season. He's six and a half, and he already has two He has two goals and an assist on the season already. He was worth 10 this week. He got, all the, he got bonus points this week. Yeah. He's not bad to have. No, not, not at all. It'd be interesting to see how long this goes, if this continues at all, if it was a one-time blip on the radar. Everton, three. Middlesbrough, one. Everton's goals coming from Gareth Barry, Seamus Coleman, and Romelu Lukaku. Scott. Yeah. As much as I was upset with you last week. Uh-huh. Not really upset, but just disappointed because I listened to you and mm-hmm. I got... Shame on you. Holgate as an Everton defender, mm-hmm. and I put him in my lineups. Coleman took his place last week. Right. So I looked at my lineups and said, I mean... Hey Dave, what gives? Just put Coleman in your lineup. I'm like, yeah, sure. Well done. What do you know? Well done. You got a goal for me. Yes, he did. Lukaku putting another one. Clearly, uh, his confidence is continuing, which is a good thing. Middlesbrough's goal came technically. It was considered a Stecklenburg own goal. Mm. Goalkeeper for Everton. Uh, when Negredo basically headed his hands. Yes. Headed the ball out of his hands and yes. into the it net. Should have been a clean sheet. That goal should not have counted. Another play that affects fantasy in a dramatic way. It really <laughs> didn't have an impact on on the, the game, matches the final match score. Yeah, this was this was a mistake. If the if the fact that you have to classify it as an own goal to the keeper, if if that's the case, then clearly the keeper had enough of the ball that this should have been called a foul. There's no universe like this is this is stranger things this is the upside down where you give the the goalkeeper an own goal because he was the last one to touch the ball when it was in his own hands when it was in his own hands and, and had it knocked out by the striker and he didn't run across the line <laughs> right like it doesn't even make sense no keeper just looks around and says oh, i'm just gonna run in the goal and run out real quick oh own goal doesn't happen scott middlesbrough finished this match with zero shots on target yeah Stecklenburg had zero Stecklenburg with zero saves. Stecklenburg, even even if it's just even if it's a goal conceded, he still gets 
positive points to finish. As it as it was, he finished with a minus one. I know because he was my draft league oh. goalkeeper <laughs> while I had Claudio Bravo on the bench. Uh. But I was not concerned really about it because I thought, what's the worst that can happen? He'll get own goal. <laughs> it was no, not a goal. That doesn't it doesn't make any sense. This horrible. Was, this crap, is the first horrible crap luck. First major blown. I mean. It was a close call. Uh, the British announcers live, you know, they they saw it as a fair play. I mean, so it's definitely controversial. I, I happen to think this was a, a major no error way by a referee. At first, they saw it as a fair play. In uh, lo- in, it, as it happened live, it looked like he got enough of it to head it in and then made contact. But once you saw it, yeah. And they, I remember even during the day on NBC on the NBC broadcast. I mean, they've showed the position of the of the officials and just said it's not. It wasn't like an obscured view. He had a direct line at it enough to see that it sh- that it was Negredo's head going straight into Stecklenberg's forearm. Yeah. So, but that shouldn't take away from Lukaku with another great match. He seems to be on form. Everton, that Kuman train just keeps rolling right along. Yes, it does. Second, Ride that train. Second in the table. <laughs> Kuman train. Ride the train. Next match, Watford 3, Manchester United 1. Wow. The goals for the Hornets, Etienne... Oop, wait. Is that true? Is that how you say it? Wait, I don't even know. We can can determine that. Goals from a said really good leading scorer in the Premier League right now. Well, you know you got a goal from Troy Deeney. You got the PK from Deeney. You got the PK from Deeney. You had Zuniga off the bench. You had Zuniga off the bench. Or maybe Zuniga. In 45 seconds goes goal and an assist because he gets the assist on the PK. And then uh, that boy. Oh, man, Marcus Rashford. Get in there. Get in there. Rashford with the goal. Somehow, Zlatan. Saves everyone with uh, the assist. Yeah. Which sure didn't look like an assist. from him. All right, we have a lot to do with this match. Okay, so first of all, let's give out our first Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week award to Odian Agallo. Oh. How does he miss that? I'm, I'm screaming because I bought him and started him. <laughs> oh, no. And I am like, he has. It's not, it, it, it can't get worse. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. Brian. He's My got four-year-old daughter could have made that. Listen, there it happened to it happens to the best of them. No, it doesn't. No, it only no, happens no, to certain guys. It only guys. happens to him. It only happens to certain. Maybe guys. him and Big Dave and Cameron Jerome. Like <laughs> I don't. Who Dave Mokani? Yeah, sure. <laughs> or Cesar Dave as Pilaqueta. No, 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 not not as not as Pilaqueta. All right, it was one of the worst misses I can ever remember seeing. The goalkeeper is completely out of the goal because of he was making a challenge. The ball bounces to Ighalo, and he, from eight yards out, has all the goal to himself. And I thought maybe he shinned it or something. He just kicked it wide. He could have dribbled it in better than, than his shot attempt. Unbelievable, embarrassing. Never in your life will you have an easier goal than that. He's had a couple of opportunities like that already this season. I mean, he scored a lot last year, Dave. And he scored lot. last week, right? He scored his yes, first goal last he week. He scored last week. 
So I get why you put him in your line. I'm thinking maybe this is it. No, he's in form. Their upcoming schedule is really no, nice. No, we talked about it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to work. Brian convinced know. me. I once again was listening I to this know. podcast. It's going to work. No, you Brian don't, you convinced don't like me that. last week. Obviously, they played United this past weekend. Yeah. They still won, right? But their upcoming schedule at Burnley, Bournemouth, Middlesbrough, Swansea. Oh, man. He's going to score six. No, I don't know. That's He's a head case now. You don't miss like that and have confidence that you're going to put Look the at next it this way, in. Scott. Look at it this way. If you're him, someone's got to, you know, Dini's got to put his arm around him. LRD. Be the LRD and say, Odeon, guess what? It can't get worse than that. Hey, so you know what? Hey, Next week, Odeon, hey, you're going to score a brace. Shake it off, Odeon. Shake it off. <laughs> Brian. Yeah. We can't do anything else with this match until we learn uh, how to say the yeah. first goal scorer's name. Well, then what are we waiting for? Let's get right into it. What are, we wait- what are we waiting for? Some kind of music to back this thing up? If only we knew what song to play. I can probably come up with something. Yeah, uh, Firestarter by Prodigy, please. Oh, yeah. Sure. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a upbeat... What, yeah, it is. I mean, all right. <laughs> this week's How to Say gets us back on the old track. <laughs> and that track has a train on it, and we're on that train. And it's been taken over by hobos, the train that we're on. And the hobos <laughs> don't know how to drive the train, and the train is headed straight for a cliff that overlooks a ravine that has a flaming heap of garbage at the bottom. <laughs> I don't know. We're back on the old track. It's not that bad. The, the French, French train? No, I'm just saying we're, it gets us back on the old track of annoying pronunciation. It's not that annoying. That's what uh, We've said this one. Just overstating. Come on, look. Come on. The player in question from France, born 1988, in the medium-sized city of New York. And New York. New York. N-I-O-R-T. In the western part of France. I'm still stirring my coffee on Yes, you are. <laughs> His first name is Etienne, which, if you weren't aware of this, is the French equivalent to Stephen. It's true. Huh. I did not. Saint Etienne is not only a city in East Central France, as well as many locations throughout France and even in Canada. Oliver referring to Stephen. Sure. The, the biblical character, the, the, Stephen, largely, usually considered to be the first martyr, martyr of yeah, Christian, sure. Christendom, Saint yeah. Stephen. Yeah. In France, it's Saint, Saint Etienne. Etienne. Okay. Because of how weird they pronounce things, that's why it ends up being Etienne, and okay. we say Stephen. Long live English. My guess, <laughs> my guess is that with his form so far this season, if he's not already given the nickname Saint Etienne, it's got to be right around the corner. <laughs> Well said. They ha- they has to be there. I'll put it on Twitter today. But who saw this coming? No one. Who? Maybe Spurs did. Maybe. What? After he had played six seasons at Toulouse for yeah. League One. Sure. In France. His sixth season, he had seven goals, two assists, and 34 matches. Signed with Spurs in the summer of 2013. Hugo Lloris was excited about it. Felt like it was a nice step for his career. For his at that fellow point. Frenchman, sure. That's right. Yeah. He promptly did nothing. <laughs> he, in so many words, uh, blamed then manager Tim Sherwood for not knowing uh, 
for not knowing anything about international players, which is a hilarious moment in Spurs history. He still, uh, <laughs> but because of his performance, he still ended up getting interest from other Premier League sides, including, most importantly, Watford, yeah. who made him their record signing in the summer of 2015. Uh, a paltry 6.3 million dollars. Yeah. Pounds. Sure. Upon signing with Wofford, he promptly did nothing. Nothing. He did absolutely nothing, at least fantasy-wise. 33 games, zero goals, one assist. Last year. Last year. But hey, seven yellow cards. <laughs> there was probably a time where he was challenging old Jack Colback for the yellow card lead. Oh, Jack. That's why the best thing that this segment can provide is a very terrible, obvious pun that Etienne really put the poo <laughs> in cup poo. Oh. Wow. Wow. I know it's spelled C-A-P-O-U-E, poo. A lot of vowels in there. But let's be real. His fantasy season is as unexpected as if one day Troy Deeney unzipped that skin of his like a weird suit to reveal that underneath he's actually Kike Floyd. <laughs> Your Watford yeah. central def defender, defensive midfielder, I mean. Your Watford defensive midfielder. Current number one fantasy Premier League scorer. Is Etienne Caput. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. St. Stephen. Steve Capu. Steve, Steve Capu. Wow. Thank you, Brian. Well yeah. done. He's putting the poo into a lot of people's lineups if you don't have him in your lineup. He's killing you because, like, <laughs> Scott, you you watch it happen. It's, and you're it's like, it's not real. Okay, it, he it's got not like, real. He got like three goals on like four shots. Like, it's not going to keep up. Right. He scores again. I know. And then you're like, okay, now he's got four goals on five shots. And you're thinking, okay, it's not going to happen. And then it happens again. And you know what's funny? is At like, what point? I know I'm cursed. The second I add him to my I lineup, know, that's the, it, he will stop scoring the rest of the year. Yes, that's the only reason I haven't added him because I know that that's when it ends is when I add him He well. is five point. He is five yeah. bedillion dollars. And his value's going up, but it's still low. Yeah, it's low. He has scored 44 fantasy points this season crazy just crazy and the kind of goal that he scored is the kind of goal that he could keep scoring he has scored five more points than kdb yeah kevin DeBrowna, who plays for the league leaders manchester city surrounded by crazy talent with all that said this goal should never have happened should never have happened Massive referee decision number two of the weekend. You've got Martial, who's got the ball near the edge of the box. And Miguel Britos decides he's British term here. He's going to clatter into Martial and no fouls called. Britos takes over the ball, passes it into the middle. Kapu puts in the goal. Absolutely shouldn't have happened, which has then led this led to a very strong debate yesterday amongst the four of us, brother Matt included, uh, regarding whether or not Kapu's goal should have been considered legitimate i am firmly in the camp of no and you've got to know that i strongly believe that that's the case if i'm going to side with jose Mourinho, i'm not a united supporter at all but i felt bad for that that little boy or anthony martial for the punishment 
that he took both on this play and then prior when he suffered from a concussion never should have happened. I know that Britos got his toe on the ball, but that doesn't give you permission to basically go through a player in the midst, in the midst of your tackle. There's nothing in the rule book that says if you get your toe on the ball first, it's a good play. When guys tackle from behind, you know, it doesn't matter if you got a toe on the ball. You tackled the player from behind. That's a yellow at best, right? Maybe in some leagues, Scott, but this is the Premier League. We're, <laughs> it's we're, not the Premier League. This because is the Premier League. later on in if the match, If Martial no. wants to be a little he can go back to wherever from whence world he came from. No way, no. And he can cry his little, oh, I got fouled. No. Later in the match, Fellaini. Sure. A trip. Legitimate, a trip. Well, um... I don't remember who it was. Fell over Fellaini's ankle. Sure. Foul. Yeah. How is that a foul? And running through Martial in this play, not a foul. Martial and two Watford defenders, I think they're defenders, two Watford players were chasing that ball down. Martial got there first, mm -hmm. failed to control it, and yet control his body at the same time. He got wiped out. Listen, wiped he's stronger. Out. Hey, hit the gym, Martial. No, no. Hit it doesn't excuse, the gym. It doesn't excuse the reckless tackle by Brito. I agree the call could have gone either way. But you know what, Scott? This isn't La Liga. This isn't oh, the league dear. of five foot three. This isn't. This is. This it doesn't isn't, matter this what league, league they're in. This isn't league un. It's just a question of was it a foul or not. That's all this is. It doesn't matter what league you're in. And the most, answer is yes, it was a foul. Most, most of the time, calls, that play will get called a foul. And you know what? Sometimes it does. So, so <laughs> most of the time, the first people to say anything about it, the reason why I even typed it in the first place whenever it yeah. happened was because it was that was it was the NBC broadcast that said, this sure looked like a foul. Sure. How but could it not? The, because it Martial did. Martial spun it 180 did. degrees when he was falling because down. Because it did like look. He was, that was a full-blown clattering. That was a hard tackle through the man. He well, went through his... It was a hard tackle, but just because it's a hard tackle doesn't mean it's a foul. Correct. This this went through the player. This, this, was, this was through his leg. <laughs> There's no way it's not a foul. Sometimes I get it. I get it, though. It can be called a foul. And listen, listen. maybe the referee just doesn't like United and wanted them to just kind of suck it up a little bit. <laughs> I don't think that's Maybe it. he could see the future and knew that this maybe, was what would make the Kapoo hype train continue. Maybe the referee had something on the match and there's some match there fixing you go. that's going yeah, on. Yeah, all these allegations just saying. are probably not it. No, but, you're um, probably right. Yeah, it's, it, it, was, it was rough. But hey, you're right. It happened. The call was made. Kapu with his with his latest. Goal. I would just like to point I, out yeah. that the current number one player in fantasy Premier League current has not had nor currently has Kapu on his roster. That's amazing. The current number one overall player is not is Lazy Bones Eleven. Congrats. Is the, is the is the team name of the guy that has it has not once. Had Kapu on the roster. That's amazing. It doesn't comforting. mean that he won't this week, but as it stands, the overall number one guy, one of his lineups, amazingly, was five. He played five defenders in a in a match week and got like all clean sheets or something. Got a lot of clean sheets. Wow, that's pretty gutsy. However, Kudos, just would like to point. I would just like to point out that it is possible to do exceptionally well without Kapu on your roster. You don't need him, obviously. 
because the number one guy does not need him. It's true. But listen, Brian, we all can't be lazy bones five. That's true. <laughs> Yes, that's or, true. And listen, if Lazy yes. Bones Five is doing that, what's Lazy Bones One and Two doing? That's they are in a different dimension, <laughs> playing in a different scoring league where Anthony Martial <laughs> got bonus points for getting, for getting fouled. Tackled. Sure. All right. Hey, can I? Uh, Other can than I, can I read you something I wrote? Did you write a limerick? Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, let's hear. It. I'm nervous about this one. I wrote this in anger. Oh, I love Brian. Well, you've babe, been wanting an angry limerick. You know for what a while. they say about limericks. It's not a limerick unless it's filthy. <laughs> well, is that what they say? Get the get the squeaky get the squeaky toy ready, Dave. Oh boy! Oh man! I couldn't have been the only one watching the pitch to see such terrible calls. It caused me to twitch. First Negredo's header, and then Britos's leg spreader. At least Laton didn't score. That son of a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really good. That was excellent. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from there. <laughs> Hey, Zlatan, speaking of him. Yeah. Scott, that was a good one. Thanks. Um, Zlatan. It's the only uh, Manchester United fantasy play that I I would be looking for. Zlatan is one of the most transferred out players in Premier League soccer. I'm not sure why that would be. You know exactly why. Why would that be? Because Aguero's coming back. You could make two moves. People are making moves. And go from Ibrahimovic to Aguero. To Aguero. And And everyone is off the United train until until or unless United figure it out. It's a classic overreaction. That's all it is. It's a classic yeah. mass overreaction. What has he done for to for anyone to lose faith in him? Four goals in five matches is not bad. What else does the guy need to do? But that just goes to show the majority of fantasy soccer players don't listen to this podcast mm. and understand that there are go- like there's going to be down weeks and up weeks. The question is, like, if you keep a guy like Zlatan, unfortunately, I'm about to say this, I know. Yeah, in your lineup all it. season long, uh-huh. you're going to get more points than if you try to transfer your way and chase points around the league right. from week to week. You're playing the lottery when you do that. You keep a guy like Zlatan or Aguero when they're playing in your lineup, and you get twos and threes maybe four or five times a year, but then you're getting fives plus. Yep. Every other week, and you're gonna win out in the end. Zlatan's last four weeks: thirteen, two, five, and five. And you, 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 you live with that. Yeah. You live with that because you look at that and realize that's twenty-five points over four weeks, and I'm good. And I'm or, good with that. And I, um, and as a striker, who's better than that? Right. It's valid. H- hardly anyone. Only, maybe Costa. Costa's scoring record is pretty good. Aguero. Through his suspensions and injuries, though, listen, he's good when he when he's playing. How much of this is affected by Aguero's hat trick last week? Probably a lot. Probably a lot. I have to say, though, Zlatan has one more point than Costa so far this year in fantasy Premier League. So, and Costa's a whole Costa's less. A lot he's almost less. two pounds less, which is quite a bit. But uh, you know, so so value wise, yeah, Costa obviously is a little bit better play there, but. Uh, you know, no one's better right now than Zlatan at scoring the points. Crystal Palace 4, Stoke City 1. James Tompkins, Scott Dan, James MacArthur, and Andros Townsend putting in goals for Crystal Palace. Marco broke everyone's heart by stealing Crystal Palace's clean ah. sheet. Now, listen, there two of the four Crystal... That killed you, Scott, because you had Scott Dan in your lineup. I did, and the goal was great, but the clean sheet would have been even better. Uh, Scott Dan, I mean, why wouldn't you play him in your defense? He's putting in goals. 
better than any defender in the Premier League since the start of the calendar year. That's one of those guys that you're going to have to be okay with the occasional zero, one, or two yeah. to get the 11 every once in a while. Yeah. Palace has been playing better. Boy, they the first three Everyone's games, saying that, though. The, the first three games, they looked so bad. They looked a relegated side the first three games. International break, Christian Benteke, and uh, they added, I think, a, a, yeah, of course, I can't think of their name. I feel like they added a few other players. Andros. Well, but Andros has, has been there from the beginning. Yeah, but say season. it. Andros Townsend. Had a great yes. match. Best match so far. fantastic match. First goal of the year. He's starting to. Rewarded those of us who kept the faith in yeah, him. sure. Like I did. Uh, the other guy who got his head in the game is Zaha. Yeah. And that's the guy that everyone is saying now, Premier League site included, that he, along with Benteke, that that's changing. That Palace is this is the this is the Palace turn. Well, and Benteke when the win, before the window closed, uh, Benteke reached out to Zaha. I saw one report and I can't remember where I saw it, but uh, he said you're you you're staying here and you, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make this good together, and uh, and that I think has helped give Zaha some confidence. Uh, you know, Benteke's presence has helped Zaha immensely, and he's had two good good matches in a row now. He didn't score this week, obviously, but he's, he's still good. I like to see Palace do well. I don't yeah. know why. I like Alan Pardue. He likes the nightlife. But you know what I noticed about Alan Pardue? <laughs> what? He's got this nice silver head of hair, which yeah, I respect. I can't fox. grow any hair on my head. Yeah. Um, but he's got a, like this. Uh, he's got like a black spot right, right in the middle of the back of his head, like like kind of a big one. Hmm. Like out of all the silver, he's got like this. You know, little... I'd never noticed that before, and I don't know what would make me notice it even after you say it. Well, you should look. I just it caught me off guard. Like, oh, look, there's the Pardue black spot right there. Yeah, sure. Hey, I don't know what to say. <laughs> hey, Brian, Stoke City, what, what gives? gives? Stoke City is, they've got some problems. Bad Stoke is the best medicine. What? Boy, do is they going have on? some problems. Marco at least scored the goal. Marco scores the goal. I like Marco. There's no question that Marco is good. The question is, what is going on with Stoke? Stoke City? has a lot of good players. They, I, it is the weirdest, and I could stutter more and more over it. Keep stuttering. What uh, is going e on? When I saw their Ooh. lineup at the start yeah. of the match, it looked like probably pretty close to what their best lineup could be with the current personnel. You know, they, I mean, a lot of their new signings were in there. Joe Allen was in the midfield. Yeah. Uh, Bo Boney was up front. They got Bruno Glenn, Martin Zindy was at Glenn, left back. Glenn Johnson is back. They got, they the only guy I was like uh, was Glenn Whelan, but you know, fine, he's fine, whatever. Imbula was started on the bench, but this was about as close to their best lineup as they're going to have, and it was bad, and it was bad, yeah. and it's it's starting to feel like Mark Hughes has passed his expiration date there. Early in the year, a couple weeks ago, Tony Pulis. Someone has poisoned the water. A couple weeks ago, Tony Pulis was the um, he was the odds-on favorite to be the first manager to be fired. I haven't seen the odds this week, but I'm sure Mark Hughes has got to be there. He now. has to be. Yeah, I just don't understand. It's I just not going to get understand better. How it can be that? No, it's not going to get better. No, no, no. Their their upcoming schedule is West Brom at United, Sunderland at Hull. Maybe it gets a oh, maybe a draw. That. That's or the two. one thing that's that saves them is that is their schedule. Their their like next ten are are average or below average clubs mostly. 
I think eight of their next. I think that's what we said last week. You eight said of it, their next ten. You said it, Dave. At the start of the show, once you get those points in your pocket, you can't take them out. They need to get points in their pocket. They need to get them bad. But hey, Crystal Palace—they're on—they're—they're they're trending upward, which is a good yeah, thing. They are moving up. Speaking of a team trending upward and a team that's not, Southampton one, Swansea nil. The lone goal in this one coming from Charlie Austin. But not before we saw the second, the co-winner of the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week Award, Nathan Redmond. I'm just going to sit far away from the microphone and shake my head this entire time. Just continue. <laughs> oh now, you know what this is? You know what this is? Okay, can I, can I just say Nathan Redmond is being played as a striker. I mean, that is, that is happening. He's a yes. midfielder. He's a winger, but he's being played up front as a striker. And he scored a goal early. I think maybe the first match. Yeah. Scored a goal. And it felt good. Everything looked good. It was like, yeah, this is happening. But now what we're seeing is what you get when you play a winger up front as a striker. It's the Raheem Sterling effect from when he was at Liverpool and was forced to play up front. This is this is what you're this is what we should have gotten all along, what we expected to get. And it was masked by a good early start to the season, his first couple of matches. But now these types of misses, this is what you get when you play a guy like Redmond out of position. This is not a surprise. And he is not He's going to get points by being played where he is. Mm-hmm. But this is not this is not a player you want to count on to rescue you in fantasy soccer. He he looks so good value based on the, his role, the price, and then as you watch the ball <laughs> sail 40 <laughs> yards over the bar from <laughs> from 5 yards away and you just wonder where did it all go wrong? I mean it was a great I mean a great field goal. He could not have gotten. He could not have broken any more wide open. Could not have had a better shot, and could not have kicked it higher. He did get an assist. What would have been both himself and Shane Long getting off the, off the. Uh, I don't. I almost said Schneid, but that's the dumbest word. Uh, all, what, what is a Schneid? I don't Everyone care what it wants is. To get off the Schneid. No, I don't care. I just don't know what a I don't Schneid want to is. Stop saying it. Clearly, it's painful. Listen. It could have helped both of them, is what I'm saying. Yes. But but Shane Long was called offside. So, uh, you know, it's not because the opportunities weren't there. And Southampton just dominated everything about this. And at one point, yeah. it just got to, it, I watched most of it, where they just said, this can't keep going. Yeah. Like, was... if, if Swansea somehow managed to pull a point out of this, it'll be a complete miracle. Because Southampton deserved to be, it deserved to be two or three. Swansea's getting desperate too. I mean, they played a four-three-three with Gilfie up front, and and he was in the middle of the of the four-three-three and had Lorente and I um, uh, Barrow next to him, mm. and uh, and it didn't work in this match. But uh, clean sheet for your Southampton defenders if you've got them. First Font, clean sheet, Virgil, since that run of clean sheets that started the year. Yeah. And uh, Dave, you kind of were surprised at the start of the year when I put Lucas Fabianski in my goalkeeper top 10 for fantasy. Who's got the most points among goalkeepers so far this year? In my face. The one guy on Swansea you should play right now, Lucas Fabianski. So now is just as good a time as any that you'd bring that up. Okay. To talk about this. Wait, you have a you have a Fabianski moment? No, I don't have a <laughs> oh, Fabianski moment. Okay. But he was an old Arsenal player, and I have a, a slight small spot in my heart for him. So... So clean sheets haven't exactly been kind to goalkeepers. A kind season. mistress. 
I kind of <laughs> what. So, goalkeepers this season. Are we gonna do some sort? Are you gonna have some sort of like uh, intro music for this? Of, uh, uh, this is our this is our uh, uh, positional review. Is that what you want to do? It. I don't really know what's happening. I was right shocked. <laughs> I was shocked by another stat when I started looking deeper okay, yeah. into some stats. Yeah. What gives? What gives? Stats. What gives? The top five goalkeepers in fantasy scoring. Okay. Play for bottom half for the teams. Yeah. There's no top goal score. I mean, goalkeeper for any top teams. Fabianski, Jakubowicz, Foster, Heaton, Boric are the yeah. top five goalkeepers. Fascinating, right? It is fascinating. They're all getting their their points by saves. Yep. That is weird. Normally, I mean, you would think that there would be other goalkeepers up there because you get so, I mean, a lot of points for clean sheets, but there aren't many people this year so far, five weeks in, that are getting many clean sheets yeah, at all. That's a good point. So what that does is it, it's it's diminishing the value of the top-tiered goalkeepers because they're not saving many shots. No. And when they are facing shots, one's going in. And when one goes in, you lose the clean sheet points, which is a really good point, Dave. So what's happening is there's actually not a lot of points getting scored by any goalkeepers. No. Not, not a lot at all. And uh, the ones So you who might are, as well go with someone who's got a crappy defense so they can make <laughs> some saves. Jordan Pickford, eight yeah. saves. Oh, my yeah. gosh. He Four had a point great match. Zero yes, billion did. dollars, Brian, by yeah. the week for me? Absolutely. Actually, I mean, saying? hey, I mean, he gave up, we haven't, we he gave haven't up a goal, but he made a bunch of saves. It could have been more than one. It should have been more than one. But, yeah, you're right. Jordan Pickford became a valuable play because of all those saves. Because Sunderland is terrible. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So, did, where were we talking about Sunderland? We haven't right got now? to them yet. Oh, no. boy. We better They're get next. to them. Yeah. All right. Let's get to them now. Uh, Dave, did you have more no. stats? What gives? I no. like that. was good. No. I like that. Uh, Tottenham won. Sunderland nil. The lone goal in this one coming from Harry Kane, who then yeah. got hurt and will reportedly be out for two months. Wow. 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 Uh, but hey, you know what? Loris, Walker. Highest scoring defender in the league so far. Elder Vireld. Anyone else that you played in the Spurs defense, clean sheet. Fight. Brian, if you're going to own any defenders, owning a Tottenham defender is not bad. They've gives only, you... Well, they've only conceded two goals in the season. Well, and... Not, that, they're not... I mean, not against great teams. And that's kind of the point all along is who are they playing against. But in yeah. the top 10 scoring defenders, there's three Spurs. Yeah, no, I'll go better than that. In the top five three of them okay, are Spurs. There you go. Yeah, the only, only guys who are in the top five that aren't Spurs are Gareth McCauley and, and Scott, Scott Dan. Dan. Yeah. yeah, they've displaced those. Uh, Tottenham has finally displaced all of the United defenders who were there to start their run at the beginning of the right. season. Yeah. I mean, they're tightly packed. I mean, the only, like, there's only, the only guy who's getting any separation in defender points right now is Kyle Walker. After that, everyone else, like the next 15 guys are all within two or three points of each other. Kyle Walker is the only defendant yet worth. He's more expensive, but he's worth it. I think right now, he's I mean, he's he's got 33 points on the year. Yeah. The 10, next second place guy, McCauley, is 23. Yeah, 10. That's huge. huge. That's massive. And so I bet, honestly. Hey, I bet Bones, what's John Bones 5? No, what? Lazy Bones. John Stone. Lazy Bones. I bet Lazy Bones 5 had Kyle Walker. No, I don't think so. No, that's impossible. <laughs> 
<laughs> but any the point is, if you don't have Kyle Walker, you could have guys two through twenty. Yes. At that position, and it really doesn't matter. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, big big week for Spurs. Are they hurt at all by the injury to Harry Kane? Are they hurt? Heck yeah, Jansen, uh, Vincent, they, Jansen, Janssen. and Son. I still don't know which one it and is. Son. We'll find out one day. Scott. <laughs> Son. That's the big question: is who who's it going to be? You know who's been playing I mean, amazing I assume Janssen will, do it. will yes. do it, but that's exactly it. He's looked their best player the last. Well, two and that's weeks. the question: is I mean, yeah, sure. They the big signing is Janssen. They got to put him. They'll. I mean, you'd guess that that'd be who they they'd sub in right away. But then, you know, at some point, if he doesn't, if he doesn't do it. I mean, it's not like they don't have a guy that isn't already doing it right now. The guy's the guy's playing really well. Erickson like, started this one on the bench. Yeah. That felt like a big deal. That seemed like a pretty big deal. Yeah. And then weird, the weirdness with Van Onholt prior to, there is clarity. I was going to say. On that. You want to speak on As that? of this morning. Yeah. Patrick uh, Van Onholt, defender for Sunderland. Scratched moments before. 15 minutes before. And he was informed by... Uh, his replacement on the field. They have the the. I mean, you saw you see him being told. Wow. And he kicked the ball away in frustration. So it wasn't uh, an injury. No, it is because well, sort of. he had a he needs to have heart. It was heart specialists said that he needs further testing before he can go back yeah. out again. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I mean that's that's serious. worse than David Moyes said the football yeah. association advised us really late that he should not play until further tests have taken place wow uh, so wednesday is the testing you feel bad and, for uh, the kid yeah cuz yeah. he's he he and that, Defoe. that's stuff that that flirts with your career right yeah, yeah. you mean yes. absolutely you start having Clint some Dempsey heart. is facing the same you thing you start having some heart issues over, yeah. yeah and doesn't matter how good of an athlete you are and it's unfortunate for Sunderland because he and Defoe are really the only two guys worth giving any attention to in fantasy soccer. Pretty much. Sunderland well, are terrible. Pick, well, Pickford. Pickford, maybe. Pickford, wait. Maybe. Yes. Just for value-wise, right? Like, in other words. Just, and say, yeah, number of saves. I mean, if Pickford can pull off six saves a game, which he might be able to because Sunderland's defense is horrible, he's at least going to get you a couple extra points. Uh, Ali, Della Ali looks good again. I mean, and he, signed a, and he just signed on... his new contract too. That's true. Six year Scott always so. likes players coming off of new contract deals. Yeah, it's either really good or really bad. Yeah, either they bad, stop I mean, caring or they the burden is shed, and so they do better. It's one or the other. Yeah, Ali. I mean, who knows? He's a head case. Tottenham's he, upcoming schedule. <laughs> yeah. Tottenham's upcoming schedule at Middlesbrough, Manchester City, at West Brom, at Bournemouth. The next three out of four on the road. That, not honestly, a ter- that Spurs Middlesbrough game sounds fun. Not a terrible stretch though, uh, for a team that's going to not have Harry Kane for right. probably six weeks. Right. Yeah. I mean, for my money, I am. I don't have Kyle Walker in my defense. I will probably sell Luke Shaw, who could be out are with you, some injury. Are you taking us into buy sell right now? Scott? I am. There's a, a light transition. Sure. I'll probably buy Kyle Walker in, in place of Luke Shaw. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm losing like you know I'm I'm the Walker is worth more, right? But I've got the money in the bank to do yeah. it. I'm absolutely adding DeBrowna and Costa this week. Brian. I'm going to take a hit on some points, and I'm going to I'm going to do it right right now. I should have done it a long time ago. I drafted that way. I did not put my fantasy Premier League team together where I my mouth where my money right. where my mouth was. Sure. Yeah. And is. Yeah, sure. And where my mouth, mind mouth is. <laughs> <laughs> I 
the money from my mind mouth has been behind <laughs> Kevin DeBrowna all along. Yeah. And I've only half-heartedly put my money mouth behind my mind. Sure. Well, it's time, Brian, to do that. Oh, I will. Okay. Uh, the other person I, I did this week, since I needed a replacement for, I had Ianacho. Yeah. Uh, is Troy Deeney. Because you already bought a Gallo. Oh, yeah, so sure. I'm fine with, I think Watford, go ahead, get him. Yeah, they're Scott, informed. mock, mock Watford. Go get Watford. I didn't mock that, them. That's yeah, the one hey, thing. Scott, where's all your hate for Watford? Uh, it's still there. Remember, remember the hateful limericks that you gave us? Yeah. Like, you're like, you you really, you wanted them to get relegated before the season, season even started, but you're watching them beat United. You, you come you, yeah, you kind of got to like their Alec Baldwin lookalike coach, Maltazari or, or they're really Mazzari. They're, they're, I think, yeah, Mazzari. They're really informed. They're playing well. It was a great win. Two wins in a row, you know, seven goals in two matches. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Uh, unfortunately, stupid owners doing the right thing, right? I don't know. It's still <laughs> early, guys. I mean, Watford was, they were playing like this the first half last year. Okay. They were top half of the table, and then the bottom fell out. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I'm not overhyping this. Uh, they've played a couple of really good matches. I know, but I just, you know, you were, you were upset with the... Uh... I think that my anger will win out in okay. the end. All right. Your anger will win out in the end. That's right. Okay. I think Let's... they can do it. No, bottom half. All right, this has brought us to the end of our pod, end of our show. Uh, please check us out at our website, fantasysoccerfc.com. And on our Twitter account, at FantasySoccerFC, we are always updating, tweeting, uh, get involved, contact us, and uh, we would love to hear from you. So for Scott, for Brian, this is David. Until next time.